I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's made some incredible plays, and I think I've gone to Flus every single time, and I'm like, that was like the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And so to be able to say that multiple times is pretty cool. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with David Haw, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. Good morning on this Christmas Eve. Saturday morning before a Bears kickoff. You don't say that very often, but this is the Bears pregame show. I'm 670 The Score, presented by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app today. David Haw, Patrick Manley, Anthony Heron, another hour until kickoff on the lakefront. Dress warmly because you'll need to. Temperatures, single digits with wind chills dipping into the negative teens, depending on where you're standing, depending on where you are. Drive safely if you're on your way to the game. Guys, that was Luke Getze earlier this week. I got a kick out of hearing him just sound as giddy as every Bears fan has been this season with marveling at Justin Fields. And sometimes he goes to Matt Eberflus, as he said there, and said, boy, I can't believe what I just saw. I can't believe I'm able to coach this guy. Is Justin Fields a big enough draw to get people to come out to brave these temperatures today, Pat Manley? Yes. Do you think? Yes. Yes. 100%. My daughter's okay. going pretty much because of that. My daughter and her wife, my, her wife, my wife are going today, but I think he is. He's must-see TV. I mean, we know from the week that he was out, was a couple weeks ago he didn't play, I really didn't want to watch the Bears game. I knew I had to do it for my job. But, you know, when he's not there, it just it's not the same product. And there's another one. Josh Allen's another one. I'm watching all his tape. He, he is a blast to watch. You know, I've seen some of his highlights. I haven't watched many of the full games on, on like, in, you know, the major telecast or whatever. But being able to watch the All-22, he's a draw as well. He makes some splash plays, some flash plays, some runs, the throws he can make. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is a draw. You know, it's unfortunate the Bears only have three wins, but you have two star players that are out there. When you get two star quarterbacks going against each other, you want to go. So just dress warmly, wear your sleeping bag over the top of your warm clothes, and you're going to be okay. But it is. He is definitely a draw to go watch. I agree. And, it, you know, the, the fact that you know, there's a lot of teams around the league playing tomorrow on Christmas Day, so that's even a different factor. At least the Bears get the Christmas Eve game where – you know, folks feel like they can maybe still get the actual holiday in with their families from from that perspective. And and Justin Fields is definitely a draw. We've seen the way that the entire National Football League has begun buzzing about him and continued to buzz about him over the last couple of months here with his performances. And so it does seem like with just with the way that the Bears themselves as a franchise move the meter, and now that the Bears 
maybe have a, a quarterback, you know, perhaps the, the first kind of legitimate galvanizing quarterback that the Bears have had in ages or ever. Yes, I, I definitively think Justin Fields is a no-doubt draw, and you got the opponent coming in. It's back-to-back weeks. We got an opponent coming in. You know, Jalen Hurts in the MVP conversation this season. Josh Allen is to a point where he'll probably be in that discussion in and out, you know, over the course of his career as a potential MVP candidate in the NFL. And we, we now have also back-to-back versions of quarterbacks and franchises that from a developmental perspective, Bears fans get to take a close look at what is the comp for what the Eagles have done around Jalen Hurts. How, how does it comp for what the Bills have done around Josh Allen? And you get to study that. And we know how much Bears fans want to study this thing and want to study the quarterback position and what it can become. And I think today you may see for the third game in a row, it wouldn't shock me. I don't think it should shock anybody. Justin Fields could outplay an MVP caliber counterpart at quarterback. That's Aaron Rodgers. David. It's a big well, statement. But but again, think about this. Aaron Rodgers, Justin Fields, three games ago, he probably had a better game than Aaron Rodgers. The numbers yep. were better. Yep. You look at last week, he was the most dangerous player on the field at times. Jalen Hurts made some great throws, great throws, but he did not have a good first half. So I think Justin Fields could – it's not a reach to say he was the most dangerous player on the field last Sunday. And today, if he's able to do the same thing, that would be quite a thing on the resume for your second season as, as a starting quarterback. And, and, Pat, that's why Luke Getze sounded as giddy as he sounded talking about Justin Fields. There's no doubt, but I am going to say this, and it's just, just the competitor in me. He might have kind of outplayed him on some plays, but he didn't win the games. And in the future, okay. he can win the games. Okay. I want him to win the games. That's just me being – I want more in the win column for the Bears. This year it's not there. They're out, man. They don't have the playmakers that everybody else does. But he got outplayed because he lost the game. That, but he had some <laughs> superior plays. That, uh, that's just what I want to say. But, but I do want to talk about Luke Getzey and the way he was talking about Justin Fields. You know, obviously I got lucky to play with Devin Hester. And Dave Tobe would talk about Devin Hester the same way. And us being lucky to be in those meetings Monday morning at, you know, these, these highlight reel plays and you're sitting there and you're watching and you can't believe you actually were on the field or, or, or at the game and then sitting there looking at Devin and Devin is like, huh, what? I just do that all the time. What do you mean? It's no big deal. <laughs> and I think Justin Fields feels the same way. That's just what he does. He's just that superior of an athlete and that exciting and that great. And it's fun to be in those meetings, to, to watch them react to themselves, and they kind of act all cool and stuff. But, you know, that's just what they do. <laughs> it's, it's really neat to see, and hopefully we see a lot more of them. But, uh, you know, Luke Getze, is, he's talking about he's lucky to be able to coach, like, uh, coach a guy like him. Yeah, there was uh, – I was in Detroit with Desmond Howard, mm. and there was uh, – you know, Desmond didn't have the career as a returner that, that Devin did, but there, there were some of those moments, some of those games where he was certainly able to take it over – as a return man, and same thing, you know, we'd get to that meeting, and he'd just play it off and play it cool and kind of just, you know, that, that's why they call me the magic man, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah, it is really fun to see some of those special talents and, and be able to have their teammates kind of revel in that with them in those moments. And real quick, hold on. And also well, – I want to get back to what – Can I say something real quick? Because, like, ahead, you know, the, when the defense would come yeah. off the sideline and Devin was out there, they wouldn't go to the bench, right? So, Anthony, right, right now, if you've got a quarterback like Justin Fields and you were there with Michael Vick – if you're sitting on the bench while the offense is out there, you probably watch the game more than you would if you didn't have a player like that. Is that correct? Without a doubt. Yeah. And especially when, when you can tell when things start to buzz a little bit. You know, a quarterback will get into a rhythm or the momentum of the game begins to shift. Or if, you know, like we, we saw last week, another example of Justin Fields taking a, a late hit 
that doesn't get called. And Michael Vick, he, he wasn't a guy really effective at avoiding big contact from defenders either. And so whenever Mike would get like a personal foul from a defender when he was running around, whole sideline would jump up. We'd all start to buzz. All right, now that they got him ticked off, here we go. You know, they're about to get him going. And things like that really get the entire team buzzing on the sideline. And when your quarterback can be that guy who kind of tilts the energy in the building and at times tips, you know, tips the yardage. Uh, like we've seen Justin Fields show the ability to do, then, yeah, even the defenders want to look at it and be a part of it. Okay, I'm going to get back to this because Pat did smack me down a little bit, and that's good (laughs) because I I don't get over my skis a lot when it comes to evaluating Justin Fields. I think I've gone probably the other way at different points this season, but I I want to get both of your perspectives, even if it bears repeating them, Mm -hmm. because in the context of this 3-11 slog of a season, there have been – Double-digit losses. The Bears could set a franchise record for losses this season, and yet I think we'll get to the end of it and we'll have to balance the excitement level of understanding what has happened in the arrival of a franchise quarterback, the emergence of Justin Fields, versus this historically bad year that's going to be a blemish forever on somebody's resume. And I wonder how do you you balance those two competing uh, emotions or thoughts? Because, Pat, you're right. He did lose those games, even though he might have been the most outstanding, dangerous player on the field, I would contend if you're watching the tape. But they did lose those games, and he is the starting quarterback of the team that lost. So how do you reconcile all those things? You know, I, I think it starts in the offseason when Ryan Poles and what he's done. I think the guys in that locker room know this is a rebuild. This is a full rebuild. So, yes, I want him to win, but I've got to also look at it the – Look at it with what he's playing with. How many passes have been dropped in key situations? How many guys didn't help him convert touchdowns against the commanders with Darnell Mooney? Uh, Equinemius St. Brown dropping balls. Smith-Marset fumbling things. So guys aren't helping him. Yes, I, we wanted to look at this year as his evaluation of his, his growth, and we're getting that. So the wins aren't there because of what Ryan Poles has done and what he's surrounded with. That's my feeling on this, and that's the way I look at it. And I, I don't have a problem with how he's gone about it. You know, you trade Roquan Smith and – and, and those guys aren't – well, they're not going to be on the field to help Justin Fields, but they could help him win defensively. But this is a complete teardown. So I, I look at it that way and I understand it. And I think that because we end up knowing that, that the Bears didn't have big expectations as a team coming into the season and the quarterback was the key storyline coming in, and so we see that the quarterback is developing, there should be excitement about that. It, it, there seems to be between – Everyone in the locker room watching what Justin Fields is doing. And then Matt Eberflus's, you know, his energy, his consistency, whatever style of leadership is really connecting with this young and inexperienced roster, the, the players themselves do st- still seem to have a level of energy about them. I was on a Detroit Lions squad where we started 0-12 one year, and it was like walking into a morgue on a daily basis. We were able to win two out of the – you know, the final four games of that season. But it can be really difficult to stay engaged. It can be really difficult to still come to work every day with the same kind of verve, but it does seem like the Bears are accomplishing that. And, and that matters for right now where where we can't only. Like the quarterback is the main and most important position to evaluate. There's no doubt about that. But he can't be the only one we evaluate because he's not the only one who's going to matter when, when these games are mattering. Like a year from now, 
the it'll be the end of innocence is what I've been calling it. That you know, a year from now, a three win season in December, that that's going to be far more disappointing. For right now, it doesn't matter as much. There's not a le- a deep level of disappointment from the, the majority of people observing at the moment. It'll matter more, and so you need some of these guys who are here now. The the Comets, the Montgomerys, the offensive linemen we were talking about earlier, the Jalen Johnsons preferably a Dominique Robinson or Travis Gibson. You need some of these dudes who are on the field now to show they can be a part of winning. Great point, great insight. And based on your experience, Ant, and based on your experience, Patrick, when you look at – because, Patrick, I've covered a couple of those teams – that you were on that by the end of the season in December, you just wanted things to, to, to end and everyone to go home because everyone is either at each other's throats or there was drama on a regular basis. So I want to ask both of you this. How much is appropriate to, to give, uh, to compliment Matt Eberflus for, for having this culture that's been created to where I think this sounds like maybe not the happiest 3-11 team ever, hmm. but they don't sound like a team that is mired in the midst of this losing streak and hasn't won a football game since October 24th. How much credit is appropriate to give the coaching staff for that? A lot. And you said it. You, you covered quite a few of our seasons where it wasn't going well. We, could, we wanted to hit the fast-forward button. We wanted to get you know, to Detroit or Minnesota, wherever we always played the last game of the season, and get out of there. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of credit goes to him. A lot of credit goes to his coaching staff and the coaching staff, the, the message he's sending to his coaching staff – because that's got to go into O-line meetings. You've got to keep all those guys fresh and wanting to be there and then to, and to get that product of what we saw last week of that hustle and intensity. I want to see that for the rest of the year. So he's setting a standard for these guys, and it's a culture that's set. And, Anthony, you named all those names, those guys that are going to be around here. They've got to continue that for years going forward, and it's very important for them to also be the leaders and help that culture be set and that standard to be set for these last couple of weeks. And that's the part of where – Justin Fields being a grown-up, like being, being a, a legit adult, that, that, that matters a lot in how the locker room is perceiving the current squad, but then also the future of this organization. You know, like there, there can be guys in the Jets locker room that marvel at the arm talent of Zach Wilson, but there's very little beyond that. The, the, the intangible of Zach Wilson isn't galvanizing anyone in a Jets locker room that was winning games earlier in the season and that goes to one of the points that you and I were talking about earlier in the season at one point David where you know even after that Washington game where Matt Eberflus referenced like seeing I don't don't remember exactly how he phrased it but you you had a fair follow-up question where he basically said he saw like some growth from Justin Fields in a game where the stats were still you know mediocre at best but what Justin Fields showed his team intangibly in that game, a game where he struggled, where he missed an open touchdown pass, where he's peeling himself up off the ground and all those things. But the team saw that, and now they've seen him day in, day out, week in, week out, continue to work at the craft, continue to you know, exude even more leadership. And he has shown himself what up to this point has been a galvanizing force, a rallying force that you want your quarterback to be. And that's where all those different factors ends up really mattering. In that context, quick answer from both of you guys before we get to a break. When you see what's going on in New York with Zach Wilson and you see the regret that they feel in not drafting <laughs> Justin Fields when they could have, which is a worse uh, and maybe a, 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 a overall mistake and it's going to damage a franchise. The Jets passing on Justin Fields and drafting Zach Wilson when they could have had 
the quarterback that we have seen in Chicago this year emerge or the Bears passing oh. on Patrick Mahomes in 2017 <laughs> and drafting Mitch Trubisky at number two because in both cases it was a second overall pick. He had some options and both teams seemingly made the wrong choice. Well, I think the Mahomes one is for certain, right? I mean, that guy's right. going to be – he's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. <laughs> but I go back to thinking about when we drafted Cade McNown. So I'm thinking about mm. Zach Wilson. We had Cade McNown. He came in, and it was like, this This is not going to work. Keith Armstrong, our special teams coach, came to me, and I was young. He's like, that kid's going to get us fired. And I'm like, what do you mean? How does a quarterback get you fired? I didn't understand the league. Well, he did. That staff got fired because we had Cade McNown there, and they made a mistake. And is that going to happen with Zach Wilson and, and, and the New York Jets? I don't know because they're a younger staff, but – um, that that was a reality to me when I found out how important the quarterback position is that one player can actually get you fired. I, I suppose because we know what Patrick Mahomes is at the moment, I would agree with Patrick. I, I would go with passing on Mahomes as the bigger mistake, while at the same time, you look at this, the situation Patrick Mahomes is in where he, he steps into, kind of like Jalen Hurts to a certain extent, is stepping into this ready-made situation, you know, kind of tailored towards winning already. They were winning before they infused one of the most talented quarterbacks in NFL history into the lineup. Now they're winning at an even higher level with him, whereas Justin Fields, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, these aren't guys who were stepping into situations ready-made, tailor-made for them to have success right off the bat. And so it – you know, it's it's a different lens, but I I was wondering if you were going like, okay, Zach Zach Wilson passing on him, or with the other option you gave. I was wondering if you were going Patrick Mahomes with the Bears. Ah, he went there. <laughs> well, I think it's a fair question only because Mitch had success in 2018 in a way right. that you don't anticipate Zach Wilson ever getting back on the field, perhaps in New York. So that is a a more of a it's a louder miss because it's New York but it's also right. he's not even had any kind of success whereas Mitch Trubisky did have that one season where you started to think things had turned around in Chicago and he was going to fulfill some of those uh, expectations that everyone had for him when he came to town but I don't know that it is yet yeah, you can't really have a, a counter argument to Patrick Mahomes there's only one Patrick <laughs> yes, Mahomes that's, and that's there the always thing. will yeah, be yeah. but what also will depend on Justin Fields uh, emergence and continued development will be the players that are surrounding him and Ryan Poles talked about that we will hear from the Bears general manager next here on the Bears pregame show presented by Bet Rivers the Bet Rivers app download it today David Hall, Patrick Manley, Anthony Heron here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I think he'll do a good job. There'll be some adjustments. There's going to be some highs and lows. But I think this is a really good opportunity for for Larry just to show his versatility. I think I mentioned early in the season uh, when everyone was asking who was going to be our starting line and where they were playing and we were going to mix it up a bunch. It's because your starting five is rarely going to be the five that you end the season with or play throughout the season. So we get opportunity to show some versatility and for these guys to show that they, you know, can perform at a high level at different positions. So I'm excited to see Larry, you know, perform at the inside spot. Good Saturday morning. Welcome back to the Bears pregame show presented by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app today. David Hall, Patrick Manley, Anthony Heron, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score up until kickoff uh, at noon at Soldier Field. Right now, guys, 5 degrees, 16 degrees wind chill, winds blowing 25 miles per hour. It's going 16 to be below, cold. I presume? 16 below wind okay. chill. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit warmer than I anticipated, maybe. It may, <laughs> you sound disappointed. I, uh, no, I, I, I'm not out in the middle of it, so I think we can sound however we want. We're, we're the lucky ones. People who are braving the elements, I'm wondering – um, what they're doing out there and how much they paid for the tickets. They're dropping as low as $5 a, a ticket. Wow. But let's get into the uh, conversation about Larry Borum. Ryan Poles with the Bears general manager. Thank you to WBBM, our sister station, for that audio in the pregame interview with Jeff Joniak. Guys, you all probably have somebody come to mind when you think of guards who became or tackles who became guards and guys who – had to switch positions out of necessity or otherwise, and it ended up helping their careers in the NFL. Patrick, does that seem like it's going to happen with Larry Borum, or is that just this is a one-time deal? I think there's a couple things about this. I, I've always been a little, I've been high on Larry Borum. I think he has a can be a good NFL tackle, but he might be a better NFL guard. And the other thing that uh, Ryan Poles talked about is the versatility. If you can play both. You can play a long time in this league. You can be a backup. You look at Riley, you know, a guy like Riley Reef that can play and keep moving and playing different positions around uh, on the offensive line. That that's very valuable for you. But I am really looking forward to seeing how he plays as an NFL guard, just with his body size, his his, his just just the way he looks. You think about the old Saints when they had those two big giant guards inside that Borum looked like he could have fit like one of those, you know, the offensive lines for um, for Drew Brees. But I, I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I think he moves really darn well for how big he is. But having him play guard, I think he played guard in college, playing guard in the NFL. We'll see how he looks. And um, one player that comes to mind to me was Reuben Brown. Reuben Brown mm. was an All-American tackle coming out of, what, Pitt, I believe? Came to the yeah. NFL, goes to the Buffalo Bills, ends up playing guard, and then to me he's a Hall of Fame talent. That's a guy to me that moved inside that had a heck of a career, a great career. Um, you know, was drafted to kind of be a tackle. They moved him into guard, and he turned out to be – Pretty darn good guard. Yeah, a guy that occurs to me is a, a fellow Hawkeye, Robert Gallery. Remember mm. all the the ballyhoo oh, yeah. he came out. He's a number two pick in the draft to the Raiders, and you know struggled his first couple of seasons more so in pass protection than in run blocking. Which hey, as a whether right tackle or left tackle, and he played both through the early seasons of his career, and so he was viewed as this guy because of the the acclaim that he had when he came out of Iowa, he was viewed as a bust. He started a bunch of games his first couple of seasons, but they were like prominent matchups. Sean Merriman was was out there dominating him in one particular game on Monday Night Football. And so Robert Gallery was was viewed as this guy who wasn't performing up to expectations. They eventually bumped him inside the guard 
he had a really long career playing playing at a high level at uh, I think it was left guard for the Raiders was a Pro Bowl alternate a couple of times so he was a guy who you know even though he was six foot seven you don't normally think of guards with more of like a statuesque kind of build but he was a guy who thrived more inside at guard than he did out at tackle because he wasn't he wasn't able to be exposed on an island with guys who could kind of open his open his setup and go speed to power on him and that was the main thing he struggled with at tackle it's relevant today because Justin Fields is playing quarterback and anytime that he is at quarterback how you protect him is a thing and the Bears are playing without their starting Guards, on the right side, Tevin Jenkins is out. On the left side, Cody Whitehair is out. Michael Schofield will play right guard. Larry Borum is is scheduled to play left guard, we think. Ryan Poles mentioned that it could be an opportunity for him. Guys, I think those comps are awesome. Reuben Brown was one of the most impactful moves. You go back to the Bears, last time they were good consistently, Reuben Brown was in the middle of that because he came from Buffalo to Chicago, committed to being – you know, to to resurrecting his career, mm-hmm. if you will, or for having a good second act. And I think, though, and Gallery's another great example. I wonder what they have in Borum, and I and I just think that, you know, Tony Wise likes to say the former Bears offensive line coach, all guards are or failed tackles. I don't know about that. Is that? I mean, that may be a generalization, but is is that how much truth is there to to that kind of? Throwaway comment. I, I'm never going to question Tony Wise. I have a lot of respect for that man, but that might be just a little bit of a coach speak. You know, that just might be a little coach line, which is fine. I read a re- great article this morning, actually. Aaron Cromer was talking about Aaron Cromer and the Buffalo Bills. We're talking about versatility. What he does during training camp with his offensive linemen, he moves them around for situations like this during training camp. I think the Buffalo Bills, this is going to be their seventh or eighth different offensive line combination, and they perform pretty well because of what he's done in the offseason. He tells the scouts when they're evaluating the, the offensive lineman, if I'm moving him to guard this week or this day or whatever, please don't grade him. Grade him over, overall at the end of camp. Just this day, it's going to look ugly. He told Sean McDermott, said, listen, today's going to look ugly out of practice. I've got guys moving all around, but I'm getting us ready for week 13, 15, 14. And that's a great coaching move. And Larry Borum is one of those guys, maybe now, with this, uh, getting these reps at left guard, can be one of those guys that's very versatile that can help a team down the future when you have these injuries that he can move in, slide in, slide back out, and still protect Justin Fields. It's it's really pretty remarkable when you think of the way that Justin Fields' comfort has continued to increase, that his the, the variety of, of playmaking he shows continues to enhance on a weekly basis, and his comfort in the pocket in recent games has been so much stronger despite all the different offensive line combinations. I don't know what the – is the number in double digits now at this point, guys? You might know the number, David, but the variety of offensive line combinations that he's played behind throughout the season. And, oh, by the way, a receiver core that most of us thought wasn't very good coming into the season right, continues right. to be sieged by injury with no Darnell Mooney and now no Chase Claypool and Nikhil Harry has been in and out of the lineup lately. And these are guys who we didn't think were that great anyway, and even the best that they had available aren't even available to them right now, and he still somehow is just finding a way to find comfort. That's what I'm saying is that this 1,000-yard season on the ground is great for Justin Fields. It has allowed us to appreciate and to see – what he's capable of. And maybe to some degree, as Colin Kane's 
good story in the Chicago Tribune, which everyone should check out. Maybe he's proven some things to himself that he didn't know or that he thought that he knew in high school. But who plays the way they do in high school in the NFL? <laughs> and Justin Fields is breaking into the open field, you know, ripping off 50 yarders like he's on a, on a Friday night in, in, against his high school rival. I don't know that they're going to have to do that moving forward because they, they this happened this year because it had to, mm-hmm. because the offensive line has been uh, going through their ninth different combination, because the receivers have been either injured or bad, and because you don't have the infrastructure around this franchise quarterback. When you do, guys, I don't think he's going to have to tuck and run as often. I don't think that the offensive coordinator, whoever it may be, is going to have to call as many designed runs. There'll be other options, and there'll be safer ones. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you go back to the Green Bay game, he talked about how comfortable he was. He finally had some protection. He didn't get sacked, and he looked good. And we've seen the growth. Anthony, we've been talking about it all year, the growth of him being in the pocket. And if he can become that quarterback from the pocket, you don't have to use your legs. Then you then you get back there and you see that they're running man. Then you take off like Jalen Hurts will do, and you see the the middle linebacker run down the seam with the you know with the with the inside receiver, and you get the yards there. You don't have to do it. But if you give him protection, he's going to be a lot more comfortable. And we've seen the growth now. He's understanding defenses, he's understanding matchups, and he's knowing where to go with the ball. And he's willing to throw it. What early in the year we're like just 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 let it go. Well, now he's doing it. So we're seeing the growth, and I think he's going to be just fine. And you can see the growth and the comfort, the overall kind of you know field generalship, even though the volume of pass attempts in the game are still fairly low. And it's one of those things we've talked about throughout the season too, and I've kind of been reminding people that he doesn't need to get into that 35-40 pass attempt for us to watch and be able to observe his growth in just commanding the passing attack. The, the rhythmic nature of getting the ball out of his hands is improving. It should continue to improve just through games being played. You get better at playing football by playing football, and that's where, even though I'm sure his shoulder is still bothering him, but we haven't seen it necessarily be an issue since the bye week, and he's been able to just continue game by game to get these reps that matter so much and is why we're so excited about what his his growth can be going into next season once surrounded by better personnel. Just for the record, guys, before we get to a break here, because we have Dan Pompey coming up, uh, my biggest surprise of this show – this Bears pregame show brought to you by Bet Rivers was Patrick Manley complimenting Aaron Cromer. That was <laughs> quite a surprise. And it oh, is enough to make me cry, Pat. As, as a coach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just want to be clear. The former Bears offensive coordinator that was the guy calling plays, I believe, your last season as a Bear in 2013, correct? Yes, and the O-line coach as well. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So Aaron Cromer, now the Buffalo Bills offensive line coach, has bounced around a little bit but has a Super Bowl ring, I believe, and he will be either in the booth or on the sidelines for the Bills today. All right, we've got to wrap this show up, but we're not going to get out of here before we talk to our guy. Dan Pompey from The Athletic will join us next on the Bears pregame on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. (laughs) 
We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with David Haw, Patrick Manley, and Anthony Heron. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook app today. Thanks for staying with us on this cold Saturday morning, Christmas Eve. Bears and Bills on the lakefront within minutes. Bears pregame brought to you by Bet Rivers, David Haw, Anthony Heron, and Patrick Manley. Time now to go out to our guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, where we find our buddy Dan Pompey from The Athletic. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Hey, David. Good to be with you today. What do you expect at Soldier Field <laughs> at noon in a few minutes? Well, I don't think the Bills will have to worry about crowd noise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, um, they played in a game last week that was a bad weather game, maybe similar in some aspects. They scored 32 points. Josh Allen threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, you know, I, I would think that, you know, that there could be a very similar uh, result today. You know, I mean, how do the Bears cover Stephon Diggs, who's one of the very best receivers in the NFL? Obviously, Jalen Johnson's out in this game, and, you know, uh, they're, they're probably going to have Jalen jo- Jones out there. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, they have a tall task, and they have no pass rush to, to help out those people in the back end either. So, I mean, if the Bills, I know that the, probably the assumption is, well, you run the ball in a game like this, right? Uh, but, look, they've got a big, strong-arm quarterback who can throw passes that cut through the wind, and they, they've got a real vulnerability that they could take advantage of in the Bears' secondary if they want to throw the ball. Who are players beyond the quarterback for the Bears that, that you have your eye on evaluating? Because that's, uh, you know, as, as fun as and exciting as, as it has been to talk about Justin Fields, we look towards next season, and these final weeks feel like they should be fairly important for a number of Bears who take the field here. Yeah, well, it looks like we're going to get a look at Larry Borum at guard today. That'll be interesting. You know, maybe he's got a future there. Or, or maybe at least, you know, he'd be a guy you want to, bring to camp as, as a guy who uh, uh, can compete at that position. Um, I think it, it's, it's really going to be good to see Khalil Herbert back there again. Uh, you know, he's leading the league in yards per carry, and uh, if he can keep doing that, he's going to give you something to think about with David Montgomery being a, a, a free agent in the offseason. Um, you know, and I think um, certainly the, the, uh, uh, the young players in the secondary, Kyler Gordon, um, you know, he's going to get a good look today and be challenged in many ways. So I, I think um, he's, he's a guy definitely to keep an eye on today. Dan, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last week, but you had a great article come out about Roquan Smith. And this week he gets selected to the Pro Bowl. What are your thoughts on that going to the Pro Bowl after being traded from here to Baltimore? And then what did you take away with after sitting down with him? Yeah, Patrick, well, I mean, he probably should have been a Pro Bowl in previous years, but mm-hmm. you know how voting sometimes a little bit goofy. I mean, he certainly is playing at that level, and he's been at that level probably his whole career. I mean, you know, th- there's not much that, that he doesn't do pretty well, and he's certainly in the upper echelon of, uh, of middle linebackers. I think, uh, you know, I think the Bills, one of the interesting thing was how, things to me about talking to him and talking to people in Baltimore was how the Ravens really value him in a way that the Bears probably did not, you know, because uh, obviously their actions spoke louder than words in that in that regard. They weren't willing to extend his contract, and they were willing to take basically a second-round pick 
in return for trading him to the Ravens. And, um, you know, he's, he's uh, uh, a little upset, I think, about how the whole thing went down because he thought he was going to be a bear for life. But he's uh, very pleased now to be a member of the Baltimore Ravens, and he's hoping to uh, stay with them for the long term now. Talking with Dan Pompey from The Athletic here on the Bears pregame show presented by Bet Rivers. So, Dan, when you look at this Bears season and you look at the way things uh, ha- have evolved much differently on the other side, the Bears are 3-11, and the Bills are 11-3. and And yet there's a sense that maybe they're not as good as they could be. Uh, last week we saw the Eagles, maybe the representative of the NFC in the Super Bowl. Some people still believe that about the Bills. As you look at the team on the other side of the field today in, in the Buffalo Bills, do you still consider them legitimate Super Bowl contenders? I think without a doubt. I don't know if you know they're the best team in the AFC. I think um, we'll see what happens in the last few weeks here to see. Uh, you know, I always kind of look for a team that is showing signs of peaking and is beating teams convincingly and, and doing things well and uh, growing their confidence I think, to me, the team that's really doing that in the AFC right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, But there's still season left to be played before we get to the postseason, too. Um, But, you know, this this Bills team is is a good team. Obviously, they took a big blow when they lost Von Miller. uh, But I think still, you know, if you look at their lineup up and down, you say, well, if if they find a way to click on all cylinders, they're going to be difficult for just about anybody to beat uh, especially if they could end up with home field advantage. You were referencing Roquan Smith, and you also mentioned that Jalen Johnson out of the lineup today. I've started to draw a uh, a potential comp in my mind between those two players, Dan, where Roquan Smith was one of these guys who had huge tackle numbers throughout his career. Like you said, Pro Bowl caliber player for several seasons now that he's finally gotten the nod here. But he was also a player that when his contract year came up, he, he apparently, reportedly, wanted to be wanted to be paid at at a at a rate that maybe reset the market. I'm wondering if Jalen Johnson, uh, as we head into next season, could find himself in a similar position to what Roquan Smith did, where he's in the final year of his rookie deal and has shown himself as an outstanding football player, but the accolades and the statistics don't necessarily show that he may get paid like that. Does that feel like a, a valid comp? Yeah, it's an interesting point. I think, um, you know, if if you're the Bears, you have to look at him and say, you know, let's look beyond uh, some of those accolades and uh, see what we think he can become for our team in the next four or five years or however long the contract would go. And, uh, you know, that projection is the most important thing because it's not what you've done or what you've uh, accomplished so much as what you what you will be, you know, when that money kicks in. And, um, you know, uh, Johnson has done everything well except turn the ball over. Uh, So, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how the the Bears coaches evaluate that, if they think that he's had opportunities that he should have turned the ball over and hasn't, or if they think that he's done the right thing at all times. But, um, you know, he's a very good player. And uh, it's, it's hard to replace very good players, you know, which is why I thought trading Roquan was, was uh, a mistake. You know, I think when you've got a good player, especially homegrown player who's been there for a few years and wants to be there, is excited about being a, a part of the team and the community, I think the best thing you can do is try to find a way to get that guy 
under contract, even if you're paying a little bit of a premium. I mean, you'll see what Roquan gets on the open market if he makes it to the open market, if the Ravens don't re-sign him. He's going to get a big, big deal. Yeah, that, that Jalen Johnson game last week, that was amazing to watch against him and A.J. Brown. That was some entertaining football. Unfortunately, he gave up a couple of big plays, but he's a pretty darn good quarter, uh, cornerback, and I'm with you. Don't, don't get rid of players that are that quality. You know, I, just, I, I just hope the Bears don't do that. I hope they can find a way to reward him and then maybe fill that other cornerback spot with somebody else. But I want to go to Matt Eberflus in this year with the way the season's going. We always, when the Bears are losing, you know, do they play with Everett? How are they playing? And how much credit do you give to Matt Eberflus of how – He's kept this team together and how hard they played last week. What do you, how do you evaluate him right now? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think they are definitely a reflection of him. And I, I think he's done a really good job of uh, leadership, you know, and getting the players to buy in. And uh, even the way that, you know, he's game planned on a week to week basis. I think the whole program has been one that has led to kind of this buy in that that uh, has endured throughout many, many challenges. I mean, it's hard when you're losing week after week uh, to, keep, to keep a team as motivated as the Bears have been and playing hard when you see players go down with injuries, when you trade some of your stars. I mean, they've had every reason to you know, not really play to their potential, but uh, they keep playing hard. So you definitely have to coach not only Eberflus, but I think the rest of the staff as well. And then um, you have to credit the players, too. I mean, you know, it's, it's their character, obviously, that has been uh, called into, into question, and they're, and they're showing up every week. Dan, the last time it was this cold to kick off at Soldier Field was a Monday night game, December 9, 2013. Patrick Manley was in uniform that night. Mike Ditka had his jersey retired. We expected it to be maybe a low-scoring game, maybe a conservative approach. And then the Bears scored on the first eight possessions. And then Josh McCown <laughs> threw for 340 yards. And then it was 45-28, to 28, 73 combined points. What's going to happen out there today? Do you think it could be something similar in terms of a fluky outcome? What, what, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I think we all have a tendency going into these games to maybe overrate the elements a little bit because, you know, it's all we have to focus on. But um, certainly, hey, it's going to make – make it hell on the kicking game. We know that, right? And the Bears have a struggling kicker anyway. So, uh, you know, that could that could lead to some interesting strategical decisions by Eberflus, you know, passing up kicks or going forward on fourth down, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, but, and, and really, you know, this is one of those games probably if you're the Bears, you have to take some chances anyway because that's your only way of, of beating a team like the Bills that, you know, the, the talent gulf between the, the Bills and the Bears is like the Grand Canyon. Uh, but I think, uh, I think the Bills are going to score for sure. Whether or not the Bears can is another issue. Uh, you know, I've got the Bills winning this one 26-15. Uh, 26 to 15, five field goals from Cairo Santos. I'm sure that is the way <laughs> you're getting those 15 points. He's back on track. I've got some missed extra points, actually. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Dan, thanks so much for your time. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you next week. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for having me. Dan Pompey from The Athletic joining us predicting a 26 to 15 Bears loss. I think I win 30-23 Bills because I mm. feel like there will be – well, there will be some points scored. I think the Bears will move the ball on the ground, and I think the Bills definitely will do what they need to do to get into the end zone. How about you I'm guys? Gonna, I'm going to pick a, a Bills win as well. I think it's going to be a little lower scoring. I'm going 24-17 to 17, Buffalo wins game.
All right. All right, I think the wind's going to be a little bit more a factor. You brought up the Cowboys game. There was no wind in that game, so it was a little bit easier to throw the ball. I really think with the west, uh, gusts going up to about 30 miles an hour, it's going to wreak a little bit more havoc, but I do have the Bills winning 24-20. to Last week I had the Eagles blowing them out. They proved me wrong. They keep staying in every game, so they're going to stay in this game and lose 24-20. to Big Ant, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great Christmas. We know you won't be with us the post game, but Patrick and I will be back. Post game, taking your calls here, 312-644-6767 on the Bears post game show. And looking forward to this. So, guys, this was a lot of fun this morning. Good time. Appreciate Thanks, you David. In, David. You showed Talk your you versatility later. just like Larry Borum. There we go. <laughs> Our left All right, guard, everybody. <laughs> Enjoy the don't, – don't say that now. I mean, I'm not that big, uh, big at – uh, enjoy the football game, everybody, and remember to join us after the game. Call us with your experiences at Soldier Field. Bundle up, enjoy the game, and Merry Christmas here. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 